Welcome to That's the Word, Wholesome Tales for the Whole Family. I'm Father James Yamauchi. Today's story, The Ring on Her Finger. Joseph moved through a crowded room of guests, filled with a vast array of people from every social circle. The biggest names in the city were there. Everyone knew Joseph and eagerly greeted him as he passed by, attempting to engage in polite conversation. Joseph smiled, shook hands, but kept going, for there was one thing on his mind. At that moment, Joseph could have the attention of the movers and shakers of his new hometown. But Joseph's mind was on one woman. Among all the dignitaries, Joseph was searching for an unassuming woman who never held an important position in her life. In fact, she was not from the prestigious city. She was content to live in a small village tucked away forgotten in the countryside. Joseph recognized a number of intellectuals in the crowd, but Joseph knew that he would not find the woman among them. She had no formal education. Neither did her husband, the late village postmaster. The couple had understood the value of education in the modern world for their children. Joseph knew the sacrifices they made to send their son to school. Joseph wondered what the woman would be thinking at the moment, attending a promotion ceremony for her son. Her son spent some time as a professor and today assumed a position recognized by all as an expert in his field. Just then, Joseph noticed a woman in the distance. Could this be the woman he was seeking? It did not seem to be her, but Joseph gravitated toward the woman. He expected the woman to be donned in her village's plain dark dress and a kerchief over her shoulders. The woman he was now approaching was in a city dress, wearing a bonnet. When Joseph reached the woman, he addressed her. She turned, looked up at him, and rose from her seat with a delightful smile on her face. This was the woman he was seeking, though her uptown dress surprised him. Vanity is something he had not expected from her. Joseph looked into her mild blue eyes. As he raised his hand and touched the side of her face, he understood why she wore the dress and bonnet. She did not want her peasant-like attire to be an embarrassment to her son on this, his important day. However, Joseph knew what the woman and her son would really want 
and asked her to take off the bonnet. She removed the bonnet, and Joseph saw her familiar thick white hair and gentle, energetic expression. Joseph embraced her and said, This is my dear mother. Now I know her. Joseph was comforted and strengthened by his mother's steadfast presence throughout his life. Following the grand ceremony, her days were numbered. It was impossible for Joseph to go to his mother's bedside or even attend her funeral. He did compose an inscription that was placed on her tombstone. Joseph wrote, Margarita Sanson, the exemplary wife, the prudent woman, the incomparable mother, who, May 2nd, 1852, lost her husband, John Battista Sarto. In sad and happy days, she kept brave-hearted courage and devotion raised as good Christians her nine children, and crowned a life of toil and sacrifice by her death, February 2nd, 1894. Cardinal Giuseppe Sarto and his brothers and sisters pray for everlasting peace for their dear parents. The ceremony Margarita had attended was the elevation of her son, Giuseppe, or Joseph Sarto, as the next cardinal and bishop of the city of Venice. The ring he received that day reminded him of what his mother told him when he received his first bishop's ring. She had approached him, looked at the ring on his finger, and pointed to her own wedding ring, remarking, My son, if I had not had this, you would not have had that. During her life, and even after her death, the lessons of Margarita influenced the life and teachings of her son, a man of humble origins, known for his simplicity, courage, prudence, and steadfast devotion to renew all things in Christ. The Pope, known as St. Pius X. And for this week, that's the word. Christos Nesti. Alethos Nesti. Christ is risen. Indeed, he is risen. I have known this story for some time regarding uh, St. Pius X and his mother and the mother's comment about the ring. But I had, for whatever reason, assumed that was when he had become Pope. Uh, but it actually was when he became a bishop because she was not alive when he became the Bishop of Rome. And so... For me, I don't know about you, but that's one of the exciting things about doing research on these stories to maybe clarify things. And yeah, there's the truth of what happened, 
but also just the fact of when it happened and the context for why it happened. And the other thing that I, um, I just, St. Pius X is a wonderful saint. He's known for his humor and in his humility. Um, and one of the things he did was he reduced the age for receiving First Communion. And there's a famous story of when he was Pope that there was a mother that came to visit him with her son. And I don't think the age had changed yet in terms of receiving communion or just around that time. I can't remember the details. But anyway, she was lamenting how her son can't receive First Communion at this time. And so Pius X looked at her and said, and looked at the boy and said, um, uh, who do you receive when you receive the Eucharist? And the boy said, Jesus Christ. And St. Pius X said, and who is Jesus Christ? And he said, God. And apparently Pius X looked at his, the mother and said, bring him to my mass tomorrow and he'll receive his first communion. So again, that practicality, that humility, and that humor makes St. Pius X a, a great saint. If you enjoy That's the Word, please share the word. You can sign up for our weekly newsletter at sonsofthunderrock.com. That's also where you can find our social links and our email if you have any feedback. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next Wednesday for another wholesome tale for the whole family.